Hello, all. Welcome to the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Fanatics podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Kubo, and I have with me today a very special guest, Benjamin Blackmore. Benjamin, how are you doing today? Really good. It's actually nice to be uh, on the podcast and speaking with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited it's to have been, you on. It's been a very long time coming, hasn't it? <laughs> it, it really has. And <laughs> everybody in the last three weeks, I want to apologize who I've had on. It's just been, my life's been insane. So when you work with children, it's like, they're your life. So <laughs> as soon as my volleyball season gets done here the next two weeks, I'll be a little happier because then I'll actually be able to actually respond to emails and things a lot quicker. But I'm glad that I'm able to have you on today. My schedule's been a lot better this week, um, especially with the holiday coming up and everything. <laughs> so really excited to have you. I've been wanting to talk to you. I feel like we talk on Twitter like every day. So it is uh, pretty much a daily exchange, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you should read this. No, you should read this. <laughs> yeah. My wife goes, This guy needs to stop recommending books to you. I'm like, No, because then I'll die. So it's definitely been more preferable than find them on my own. So it, it's it's difficult because when you find a community like this and it's almost like a brutal, endless circle where you recommend <laughs> books to someone, then they recommend books back and you're just in an endless circle of buying books. Yeah, you have to be careful. <laughs> Well, it's like Goodreads, like my Goodreads has blown up, you know, the last year and I've just had yeah. so many. And uh, one of my friends looked at my want to read. He's like, holy moly. He's like, you're almost at 2000. I'm like, yeah, and probably about, you know, 800 of those have been added just within the last year. And I think, uh, I think I'm actually going to do a list because a lot of people, we ask for recommendations and um, I'm going to start to do a recommendation list and then put it on the website. Uh, so we've got a lot of really good ones. So yeah, definitely. And uh, it's actually quite a joy just to watch your uh, TBR double. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I, I was telling somebody, they're like, yeah, how's your TBR pile? I'm like, you mean my mountain? My mountain range at this point? I feel like it's multiple mountains. And uh, my friend If you like, had like a graph chart of yeah. like, the books that you read yeah. and the books that you want to read, it's a little demoralizing. You're in the foothills. You um, yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> My friend liked it. No one's going to get on that trajectory. No one. No, yeah. My friend goes, it's like you're, uh, you're Bilbo and you're like, you know, going through the Shire and then you go to the foothills and then, you know, you're eventually getting into the mountains uh, at Rivendell. <laughs> and I'm like, God, that's such a good analogy for how I feel with my, yeah, my T- TB Red Mountain. So, yeah. <laughs> I'd say that's pretty damn accurate. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. I was like, I'm going to have to do a meme about that or something, but or a couple of gifts or something. Oh, uh, so... Fun. Yeah. So the first one, uh, I'm curious, when did you start reviewing books and how did you first get into it? So it was mainly during lockdown that I Hmm. started picking up books again. And, you know, prior to that, I've read, you know, some of the main staples of fantasy series, Game of Thrones, um, Harry Potter from my childhood, Lord of the Rings. But I never really thought more about it. And uh, I just started rereading books at first. Then my um, best friend said, oh, you should check out Goodreads. And it just blew up from there, really. <laughs> he pushed you into an ocean to drown. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had no idea where I was navigating. They were like, oh, you, if, if you like these books, you should check out BookTube. I was like, BookTube, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly, you know, I'm getting lies on Lock and Lamora. I've learned, you know, about the first Law series, Dresden Files, Wind of Time. And yeah, that's pretty much dominated my TBR this year. <laughs> oh, yeah, I totally forgot to tell you. Uh... How, how far have you gotten in the Dresden Files? I'm completely done. I'm okay. caught up. So, yeah. So, yeah. without spoiling anything for anybody, uh, an event happens, right? Yes. And it's a major event. And I'm in book seven right now. Uh, 
I think it's deadbeat, uh, six or seven. So I go into a group and I thought it was a like a spoilers would pop up and it did not. And something that huge that happens was spoiled for me. Not that I won't oh, nice. read the series, but I was so mad. So I can't believe we didn't talk about it before we start recording because I totally forgot. But I was going to message the other day and be like, I, 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 I can't believe this person did this. I'm like, and they're like, this is for a group for people who have already read the books. I'm like, you still kind of put spoilers just in case some dummy like me went in not knowing. Like, <laughs> you know, because I'm like, it was like the biggest Dresden like files, like, cl- uh, you know, like Facebook. Yeah. Group. So I just assumed whatever. But yeah, I was so mad. <laughs> you, you- <laughs> have to message me which one that is oh yeah yeah, yeah i'll let you know when we're done. really big ones um yeah please do yeah i was so <laughs> mad I, my my wife she goes are you gonna stop reading i said no i'm still gonna read them because i'm like yeah i think i told you i was re-listening to them um you know the past couple of weeks um on my drive to work that way i could get caught up and still know what's going on uh because i went back to deadbeat and i just had no idea what was going on so i kind of stopped and i was like <laughs> i need to go through the audiobooks uh but yeah going through the second time there's so many things i realized i missed and yeah um oh, i forget who does the narration for the one i did i didn't really i don't really like the narrator as much but i feel like jim butcher's writing is so good like i don't even notice yeah. now but yeah it's uh it's definitely a series that we would recommend for you guys if you haven't checked it out no. it's it's really really good <laughs> um <laughs> I was curious, do you remember the first book that you reviewed? Uh, yeah, I, I think... Um, Which is amazing. F- f- you reviewed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in a year, you know. It's, it's yeah. been, what, 60 or 70 books last year. Mm-hmm. About 80 this year. Yeah. Um, I think it was actually an audiobook because that, that's how I really got into it. I was in lockdown. It was getting super depressing. My yeah. wife said, here's a shovel. Start digging up our garden so we can patio it with a <laughs> shovel. So, you know, I was just drinking beer and listening to Treasure Island, I think it was. Oh, cool. And yeah, it was a huge nostalgic sort of uh, drawback for me. And again, it just reignited my passion for fantasy at that point. You know, Long John Silver and just all the adventures on that Skull Island. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just a real simple swashbuckling adventure. But one which, if, if you have kids or teenagers, you, you've just got to get and read it early. You really do. Yeah. No, I think I, I think I read that one in middle school. I probably might have been like sixth grade. I actually went, that's funny to say, I actually went back uh, a while back. That was actually one of my first um, Kindle books, uh, or I was on Google books, Google books. I okay. was in, I was in a school working and it was like, we were sitting, not doing anything, you know, like <laughs> the kids would go with a different teacher and then we would just be like, outside and there were like 30 of us and I was just like oh I'll just get through a couple pages at a time because I would just take my break after that and it was nice because you know it's like spring I was outside yeah. and yeah it was uh it, I like how you said that it's very nostalgic when you get to mm-hmm. a read like that yeah and that, that that was pretty much how it all started for me like I said you know picking up books like Harry Potter as well which I know at the moment is getting a lot of critical feedback um some of it deserves some of it not but yeah, for, for me, the, there was some sentimentality to these books. You know, the, the, the Harry Potter books for me were something my nan and granddad gave to me. My granddad's not around anymore. So there was an extra sort of uh, motivation to read them. And then I was like, what can I read next? <laughs> <laughs> and you just type it in on YouTube or Google and a thousand options come up and that's when your TBR blows up. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny when you get to like, like I felt like I thought like two years ago, before getting on Twitter um, for like the second time from my author con, I thought I had 
I guess my friend say he goes, you think you're well versed, you know, in <laughs> what people are reading and what the popular things are, you know, and then, you know, I see quite a few on your shelf too. And I, I had no idea, like I had went and met Michael J, you know, uh, Sullivan in person. Oh, amazing. Uh, with, yeah. Right. I met Brandon Sanderson, um, Patrick Rutherford, Michael J. Sullivan, Brian Steveley, Kevin Hearn, um, Brian McCullen. Oh, the big hits. <laughs> yeah. Like all in the same day. And I was just wow. going for Kevin Hearn because at the time this was almost uh, eight years ago. Um, yeah. at the poison pen in Phoenix it was right uh, in Scottsdale, actually right before I moved actually here to New York. And, um, my, my wife had moved here first. We were taking the chance, you know, moving together, had been together for about a year. And I was just going to come up for the summer and see how I liked it. And my buddy was still down there. And so I had the apartment and stuff to myself for a bit. And he was like, you should just go to this thing. And then yeah. I found out Kevin was going to be there. So I brought, you know, like the eight books, <laughs> seven books that he had out at the time. And then um, there were some other cool people there too. Um, there were just too many people like Jason M. Hugh. Um, oh yeah. You know, there's just, there were just so many. And then years later, you know, you just find out there were a couple others. I don't mention them now because they have been outed for, you know, um, being inappropriate in the writing community and stuff at the time I was excited to meet them, but you know, there were just so many people there. Uh, and it's funny to see how many people in the indie community, you know, who have blown up. Yeah. And one of my funny, funniest story is probably, um, so Kevin Hearn actually gave me, like, I was teaching English down there at the time, and he gave me like a $100 gift card to Bookman's, which was down the road from my school. And he's like, here, go get your kids a bunch of books. He goes, we don't, we just, he just took them all in. I know, right? And that was really cool. And then, um, oh, Patrick Rutherford was just really funny. Uh, so I was like, do you mind taking a picture with me? He's like, oh, I didn't do my hair today. <laughs> that was really funny. And then I went around and saw Michael uh, J. Sullivan and uh, he goes, because this is before they reprinted the books to put the numbers on them. So <laughs> I had thought I had book one. He goes, and it was all I could find. And uh, on short notice, I didn't know he was going to be there because I did it the week, the week before. And he was like, you can't bring me book one. You got to bring me book two. <laughs> and I told him, I was like, I had no idea. <laughs> so it's just funny. Now I go and I see, and they're like, book one, book two, book three. Uh, but mine still, you know, has his signature and doesn't have, you know, the order, but it was, it was really fun. But yeah, it was interesting because, you know, I had no idea that many of the people I knew were, you know, going to yeah. blow up, you know, and Brian McKellen's one of those where, you know, it was his first book. He was a student of Brandon Sanderson. And yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was just so interesting. There's a couple others too. Like, I think it's like uh, Adam, um, Adam Christopher was another one. He had really cool books at the time. I think he was one of the, the more popular ones. Yeah. But yeah. It was, it was interesting. No, no, it's, it's, it's really great to see. And again, <clears throat> I think because of like lockdown in particular as well, um, people have been picking up books again and yeah. up 65%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People are reading again. And, that's what we really want to see it's just i don't even care if it's fantasy sci-fi mystery yeah. murder noir love romance whatever i just really want people reading again because it really incites the imagination and you, you can learn a lot from it oh yeah i know i have <laughs> oh yeah yeah well i think uh you know like it's been hard for me this year i think i told you at some point in one of our conversations i've only i'm on book 12 right now for me which is like yeah. my wife was like are you okay and I'm like, I feel like I had read for so long, so many books, you know, and then I read so many comics. I read so many, you know, so many, you know, Kindle books. I think I just got burnt out, like once the pandemic hit. Yeah. And then 
just been doing a lot more writing versus reading. And I was talking to Michael R. Fletcher about this. It's hard to find that balance, I think, now. And I think I've just oh, been doing down. more stuff. You know, just, there's so long we couldn't do anything. So I've just been doing more stuff just in anticipation where, you know, like fear that lockdown is going to go back to what it was. So I just want to do yeah, stuff sure. now. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'm fairly certain I remember us having that conversation actually, you know, about burnout and then yeah. also trying to like find a balance. So, you know, if I don't read, then I'll start writing or maybe I'll just try some more videos again, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, since doing the channel, <laughs> my writing is pretty much non-existent. It's all still up here. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely in safe hands, but yeah. it's, it's just one of those things. You'll, you'll eventually find it. Things will get easier, but I didn't expect the YouTube channel to take off, just like you and your podcasts, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just going crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally understand that. Sorry, give me one sec. My my co-host needs to go outside. I'll be right back. <laughs> For those of you that have watched the podcast before, you know, sometimes I come over on the weekends and watch my friend's dog when they're gone. So he's... Uh, He's uh, co-hosting for me again today. And yeah, while you were gone, we just went through the entire anthology of books. Oh, man. Oh, I tell you. I tell you. I'd be so mad if I missed that. <laughs> uh, I'm curious. So maybe like, I know this is, this is a really hard question, but what were some of your favorite or least favorite books to review? Like not to read, but to <sighs> review. Because I've found personally... Sometimes I, I'm like, oh, I like, so Christopher G. Brenning, uh, yeah. I've been trying to post everything about the Hellborn King, uh, his first book. Absolutely phenomenal. And I want to do know, you, you tag me in it. All yeah, the time. all the time. It's <laughs> so good. And I feel like from what you've been reading, I feel like it would be perfect for you. And I, I'm an interesting grim, dark fantasy fan, because I've been a fan for so long yeah. of Robert E. Howard. And I just think that you know, he really, a lot of people have lost me with the genre, I guess. And yeah, he, yeah. I feel like has brought me back. And I would say like him and, um, you know, uh, Rob J. Hayes would never die. Those have to be, I'm mm-hmm. not even done with the book yet. I'm like 40 pages away. I'll finish right. today. And I cannot wait to be done. And it's like, I can't wait. He has his audio book uh, that should be out like literally any, like the next like three weeks. Um, so I can't wait to just listen right away to it, but it's been phenomenal, but it's such a hard book. I feel like to review because I don't even know where to start. Cause there's just so <laughs> many good parts. So not necessarily, it doesn't have to be like a bad book. I think some people think, you know, like, but I'm just curious at what have been some of the, I would assume like, you know, like the wheel of time books, you know, are fun, but are, I also feel like, where do you start with those? So I'm just curious at what were some of your favorite books to review and what were some of your least favorite to review, not to read? So you, you've hit the nail on the book, really. Um, Wheel of Time was <laughs> a huge challenge to review. Even now, I, I, I've finished the books, what, a week and a bit ago? Yep. And I'm still sat there going, oh, I, I've got a blank review here. Uh, the problem is for big book series, them, Dresden Files, anything over 10 books, as soon as you get to that point, it's really hard to process your thoughts because you've already probably bought into the series by that point. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to come across as completely subjective. That's always the hardest part for me is how can I keep that like nice little balance between you know what's critical, 
and actually objective and what's subjective. And it, it, it's, it's, it's a really difficult, hard line. Um, I'm still figuring it out. But yeah, for that one was tough. And especially when there's such a really welcoming community as well. Yeah. There, there, there were a few books like, um, which was the one I really didn't like. I, I was so pumped for it. I think it was early on. I think it was Shadow Rising. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I picked up that book and it just didn't gel with me at all. Um, Jordan had adjusted his prose slightly. Yeah. You know, he finished off his first three books and it felt kind of like a trilogy, like the kind of like he could have finished it off there if he really wanted to. Yeah. Um, but he kept on going and it just jarred me a little bit. And I, I didn't want anyone to be offended as I reviewed it. You know, I was, I was perfectly honest and candid about that. And fortunately, it was more in my head, <laughs> but it, you know, it, I, I was going to, you know, I felt like I was going to get crucified by these guys or, you know, yeah. whatever really happens in the real time world. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it all worked out in the end. And, you know, I, I've loved the series mainly because of characters. I'm a character reader that that's what I go for. Um, other books, which I've really struggled with. That's quite a tough one. I'd probably say, some of you and your author books are quite hard to review as well. And it's not a fact that I don't have anything to say on them. Um, it's just, there's a lot more freedom and liberty and creativity with indie books. You know, yeah. they, they don't have a publisher trying to send them in a certain direction because yeah. they know what audience is like. Um, so that, that's always a little bit tough for me, a little bit of a hurdle too, but it's something which you can overcome if you sit down and really plan hard how you're going to review it out. Yeah. Um, and I'm not one of those guys who just likes to, you know, pass a buck and just say, it's good. That's it. You know? Yeah. yeah. There, there, there needs to be a little bit more detail than that. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to make sure the books that I'm reading are recommended to the right people. And not every person who follows me is going to like every single book I read. Yeah. Simple as that. We all have different tastes. You and I know that perfectly oh, well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just quite lucky, you know, you, you and I really align really well when it comes to books. I, I would say so. Yeah. Like you're yeah. the books you're on. I'm like, wow. I'm like, I have either just read that last year or, or I'm about to read. So yeah, that's where like, um, you know, I was talking to my wife about, you know, like your channel and stuff. I said, I really need to, you know, now, like I said, I'm caught up with some other ones. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, let's do this thing. And I like to listen to those, you know, like channels like yours, um, you know, like on my drive to work because that just gets my mind working, especially earlier in the yeah. morning. And then at the end of the day, it's very relaxing. I got about a 45 minute drive there and back. So it's just, you know, I'll get through, you know, that's perfect. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's <laughs> like most videos are, are that, you know, or that's why I'm like, I don't listen to the radio anymore. I just listen to podcasts or, yeah, or book tubes or, you know, cause I'm like, I want to learn something. And even just like listening to someone like you, you know, talk like just for reviews, it's like, you know, from a writer standpoint, I feel like it helps because it's like, the kind of things that you guys are pulling out are what I want to hit. And I feel like yeah. it's like benchmark goals, you know, and, you know, whatever you're picking up. And it's interesting too, to hear people like yourself, you know, like I'm really interested to hear your opinions on the same books that we've read, yeah. you know, to really, cause I, there were some people where I'm like, how did you not like that book? I'm like, I love that book. <laughs> and, you know, really trying to, I've been really trying to dive into that concept, you know, where we're all different and audience and, I've talked a lot about that the last couple of weeks with people. So to me, it's a really interesting topic that, you know, like people talk about, but they don't really, I feel like yeah. nobody really goes and analyzes your guys's reviews to, you know, to try and get a game plan. And for me, for going into draft two, like I'm looking more to do that because 
you yeah. guys are the audience, you know, and you're a very vocal part of it. So if we can, you know, get you on board, you know, with, you know, my first couple of books right away, I just feel like, you know, they'll be a lot more popular. Yeah, without a doubt. And, um, you know, what I say to a lot of indie authors as well is nothing's really built overnight, you know. Yeah, the, yeah. These, the, the reviews I first posted, you know, like that Treasure Island one, they just went into a void and were never seen again. <laughs> um, but, you know, steadily you meet other people, you, you get socialising, you, you find mutual ground or actually things you don't disagree on, but you can respect their opinions. That That's what I love about this community so much is that oh, yeah. there's so much of that. Um, you know, people objectify into what you think and trying to convince you differently, not always winning, but sometimes they make me understand something a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I talked to Dirk Ashton about this, like, and I'm sure, <laughs> I think it's legendary by this point, but he had somebody DNF on Kindle at 97%. And wow. There was a character that, Why? yeah, right. So there's a character that the person really liked. And I don't want to like spoil it for anybody, um, but I bet you could guess, um, I think it was book two and 97% in, right? And it looked like that character had died and that person yeah. loved that character so much, but then they actually didn't even have to worry about it because it turned out it was part of a good part of the story. So Dirk just talked about it last week. He's like, if that person just kept reading. He's like, they would have loved that book. And I just, that's like one of the most legend. I'm like 97%. I'm like, why not? You know, and I've been there where, yeah. um, you know, like there's a, a Glenn Cook, you know, Chronicles of Black Company. And there was a spot where like I read and I was 70 pages away from finishing one book. Accidentally, the other next book was facing up because I was just about to get to it that night. And yeah. I read the back and I was like, oh, this just ruined this for me. <laughs> but then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to finish. And then I went into the next book and I'm so glad I didn't stop there because then stuff happened and it was like yeah. so good. So I, I just think that 97%, like to me, that's legendary. You've definitely touched on something quite common now, which is spoilers are ruining it for a lot of people. Um, and unfortunately, it's unavoidable. It's definitely, yeah. you know, even like you said, on the back of a cover or a synopsis or you go onto our Twitter feed. Oh, yeah. Someone, yeah, yeah. So, someone's just inadvertently going to comment about, say, you know, Paternus and, you know, mention a character death. Yeah, yeah. And it will just hit you hard. But I, I'm starting to become numb to it now. <laughs> I don't know about yeah. you. Well, there's so many like, you, you have know, like, to be. Yeah, like there's so many things that pop up and like there were, you know, like uh, Michael R. Fletcher was talking about Beyond Redemption and something in his book. And I've listened to that their podcast and that episode three times. Yeah. It's, it's a good one. And I took so I listened to it first two times. And the third time I remembered that one, I was like, went in and listened to it again. I just listened to it a week ago. Do I remember what the spoiler was? No, because there's just so much going on in the community. Yeah. There's so many books. The, the one I was just telling you about, though, that I want to message you later, though, that one is going to stick with me. So I'm still going to read. But now I feel like I'm going to be like, <laughs> is this person going to die now? Is it going to be later? So it might actually heighten my experience, you know, like where I'll feel more for that character um, as we go through. But yeah, spoilers. Just to warn you guys, if you have a spoiler, <laughs> please just very, capital letters put spoilers. I do that all the time. And then you know, I try to leave space so that way people see like, wait a minute and go back. But I usually try not to spoil things. I usually try to use like code words, you know, like, like I hey, think ben. it's kind of <laughs> videos, isn't it? You, you know, if someone yeah. goes in a video, you can go spoiler warning, yep. 10 seconds until you can jump out. And it's, yeah. it's a fair amount of warning on countdown where it's like on wit and word. 
Uh, it's just right there, blindly staring you in the face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a few where I'm like, come on, guys. Like, I there was a somebody's video, though, that I... Re- oh, Daniel Green. Um, oh, yeah. I love, you know, his channel. So um, it was actually when he talked to Brandon Sanderson about it, which is such a good one. I want to recommend it to you guys. At some point, I'm going to do a video about his video. Uh, so I think it was him uh, where he interviews Brandon Sanderson and he talks, Brandon talks about, and like Daniel's questions were amazing. So he talks about taking over for Brandon Sanderson and tells that story. But there's one part where he was like, okay, spoilers. He goes, you can come back at, you know, in 20 yeah. minutes. And then I went back to 20 minutes cause I haven't read the whole wheel of time yet. And, you know, I just, personally as a viewer of his channel i really appreciated that so then we went back and then he goes yeah. hey just so you know 20 minutes is up he goes we still probably got about 10 minutes and it was just you know it was really good and mm-hmm. you know i like when people forewarn you because it's like it is work you know it's it's work that we love but it is work to read a book rather than you know That's whatever right. and you know you want you're reading a series especially a series like that you know like jim butcher i'm like yeah. come on i'm like i've done so much work to get to this part and then like you're gonna do that i was just like it's not that hard to just even just put spoiler at the beginning of a post because then i just turn away right away but yeah highly recommend that for our audience if you're a you know just anybody talking about it you know on facebook or something if you could just do that so people avoid horrible (laughs) situations like mine that'd be great (laughs) And, and for those who actually you know get quite emotional or moody when a book's spoiled for you it's not the be all end all and that's something I've learned is you, you're right. It's actually that journey and how characters get to that point as well. How you get to that big event that can be just as rewarding, even if you have the knowledge of what's going to happen. Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's like watching, you know, all those great sort of uh, sport games, you know, where, where, you know, you had that great goal scored in football or, you know, someone scores that amazing try in rugby. Um, you still want to see how that play was carried out. Oh yeah. 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 And yeah, if, if you adopt that kind of mentality, I can guarantee you, you'll still enjoy your reading experience, even if someone's ruined it for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you also like, I, you know, my friend, we talked about it, one of my best friends, I was like, ah, and he goes, <laughs> well, just think of it this way. He's like, now you know what's going to happen. He's like, but you don't know what book. He goes, mm-hmm. it could be, literally be in the newest book. And yeah. I was just like, that's true, you know? And I just thought, well, you know, like, especially nowadays, I feel like character deaths, especially when they've been in a series for a really long time mm. are, you know, are, you know, that's like, uh, my friend made a comment. Cause I'm like, Oh, when Captain America, like really died, you know, like the fifth time or whatever. And I was just <laughs> like, seriously. And like, he was like my favorite in the comics at that time, like right after civil war and then Bucky took over. And then, you know, I love, uh, you know, Falcon taking over, but like Sam Wilson, but I'm just like, you know, it crushed me, you know? And, uh, then when they tried killing Spider-Man, uh, you know, in a couple of comics and then, you know, did this or that, I'm just like, you know, like we really had that conversation as writers is like, you know, like, can you really kill off somebody who's been around for that long? You know, and yeah. is that just a character dump, you know? Well, novels, I feel like are different because, you know, like you said, you, you know, you do the work and, you know, you never know too what, uh, just because, especially with like urban fantasy, like Jim Butcher, you know, yeah. you really never know what's going to happen later, you know, and, no. um in particular like the character that um got spoiled for me like their death I could foresee that character coming back in a few ways and it being super super cool uh so I'm definitely going to message you my ideas for 
that character because I hope uh, Jim is listening at some point and uh, is curious and messages me because I'm I mean it really resonates with me too because I there was a character who I thought got killed off in a Jim Butcher book and fairly new introduced to the series as well and I was absolutely heartbroken and devastated I was like okay this feels really offhanded and then turns out no plot armor so oh yeah the the beauty of our genre you know be it it comic book sci-fi fantasy is supernatural novels um it's very easy to bring characters back yeah 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 and there's one uh in particular speaking of offhanded there is one in particular in Malazan Book of the Fallen and we're in book seven right now. And I keep telling my friend, I'm like, listen, I'm like, you know how you are uh, uh, author writes and you're just like, that's their favorite character to write. Like, I know this character is, and I'll message you this too. Um, I'm like, oh, I know this person is coming back. And my friend goes, why? I go, because everybody else did. And I said, this is the only <laughs> one that doesn't make sense. Why are you killing this person here? And yeah. now we're here. And I'm like, I, and I told him, I go, it would be, the greatest character comeback in history of like fantasy or sci-fi. And if it's in book nine and at the, you know, the climactic part, I'm like, I would be like Jim Butcher would go down as, or uh, sorry, uh, Steven Erickson would go down as like my favorite author of all time, just for doing and bringing this character back. So I said to my friend, I was like, there's just, it doesn't make any sense from a writer's standpoint because they were one of the coolest characters and, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting you say that because, yeah, I definitely have been like, wait a minute. And now I feel like in certain books, there's a pattern, yeah. you know, or you can at least tell. But yeah. yeah See, that, that's that's funny you mentioned that. And that's like the one book out of all the big sort of fantasy series that I'm not tackling this year. Oh, um, I wouldn't. You did a lot. You get you burn out so quickly. I, I know. Think I, I think really I'll be completely me. destroyed. So I, yep. I'm saving that for a special occasion. But the problem is, every time I, I ask for book recs, I start seeing Malazam pop up every time. Gardens of the Moon was amazing. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, he yeah. is a genius. But like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's it's so much different than Robert Jordan. I said to my buddy, and we're and once we're done, he goes, "Let's just finish to book nine. I'm like, "Oh my god." I'm like, okay, I and I got 90 pages to 100 pages to read um, in between you and like my next uh, meeting. And then after that, we're book clubbing. And I'm like, so glad that I already sent, you know, my next guest the questions and everything. And I hope yeah. and I have like a probably have like an hour in between, you know, where I can just watch TV and decompress. But like, it is a workout there. Are they fabulous? Yes, they are. And I would yeah. recommend to our audiences, you know, like, just, just be prepared, you know, like in my opinion, like my buddy and I should not have been book clubbing one after another. And we'll probably be done with book nine in January um, and done with Mal's and book of the fallen. And I'm really interested in reading um, Ian uh, Esselma, you know, who's also written in his world, some prequels and things, Yeah, okay. but we're definitely going to do wheel of time. Um, so let me, <laughs> yeah, I, we're uh, actually Mark Timoney wants to do a reread with us. So we're going to do a uh, kind of go on discord. So uh, but I said, I was like, it's a totally different, you know, they're thick, you know, with the Jordans, but it's yeah. a totally different type of thick. And, you know, like some of the words in Malazan, I'm just like, man, but Gardens of the Moon is like definitely one of my favorite, like classics of all time. Like I definitely say it's like top five. I mean, it was like, wow, it was extraordinary. Um, once you get to like one, book three, I feel like started to lose me. And then if I wasn't book clubbing with my friend and I would recommend to our audiences too, to book club it. Uh, because he pulled me through some hard times. I pulled him through some hard times. 
And I told him, I was like, it's definitely a thing to do with one of your better friends because, you know, you know each other. And I don't know, like we really had to kind of pump ourselves up at times. But I mean, yeah, they're they're absolutely like a must read if you're looking at classics. And from a writer standpoint, I'm just like, how does Steven Erickson remember all this? Because he's got so many things going on. You know, you think, and no offense, he's going to, um, you know, be, you know, um, you know, like Harry Potter, it, you know, and kind of, right. you know, JK Rowling it and forget to do things or close things off, or you think <laughs> something's going to go somewhere and it doesn't, you know, and she's got amazing things that she closes off, but there's a lot that, you know, they, she leaves out there, particularly, yeah. you know, with yeah, book four, but that. he, he doesn't leave any trash on the floor and he finishes up everything and he finishes it up really well. Those last, you know, like people tell me they DNF that like, you know, 900 pages and i'm like no i'm like you gotta get to yeah. like the last 150 and my friend said he's like we could probably cut out this much of the book and it'd be a phenomenal book every time but you know you he definitely has with jordan too they're the two best payoffs i've ever had for authors like by wow. far you got to do the work but if you do the work they're the best authors for payoffs like i've ever read so yeah i could t- I, I can totally see that with him because yeah, Ericsson just has such a huge fan base and following. It's 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 one of the slightly quieter ones on social media, but it's there. And they just live and breathe these books. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I personally feel like they're phenomenal. It's just yeah, I, I told my best friend, I was like, he goes, You picked one hell of a series for us to start uh book clubbing and i was like well my you know all my friends had recommended it and i was just like sometimes you you know i told them i was like yeah. we can book club these nine books in a year you know our year and a half i'm like can you imagine how many other books we'll get through <laughs> you know like like a lot quicker so are, are you like book clubbing them back to back yeah is, and is there anything wow it's been it, it was a horrible decision but yeah. you get done. That's why I said the payoff. Like you get done. Cause I'm like, Oh, we're never doing this again. You know, like <laughs> we're going to have to do like Dune or something in between or uh, Brandon Sanderson and something quicker and lighter. And then we get stop picking really chunky books. <laughs> yeah. Well, we get there are 300 then... page fantasies out there. I know. I, right? I don't know what they are. Cause my TBI is just full of chunky books at the moment, but <laughs> there well, are some out there yeah <laughs> like palate cleansers yeah no and i i told him i was like he said he goes in the future he goes if we read a brandon sanderson or a robert jordan you know like we're gonna split up some but i was like but that's again it's the payoff right you you do the work yeah and you're just like holy crap like that <laughs> last 150 200 like the last book we read um was book six and like I can't spoil it for people because there's just so many things and you don't expect things to happen. And we were just like, I, like I was doing it in class, right. Cause I was subbing and I was subbing for like a TA. So there was a teacher there. There were like eight kids, you know, in class. And this was like in the spring and um, so I'm like finishing up. I'm just like, Oh my God. Like I probably read the last like 175 pages in the two classes that I subbed. I mean, I just flew wow. through them and you know, it's only like, 90 minutes you know so I read the last almost 200 pages in 90 minutes so I messaged him after school and I was like holy crap he goes I just finished on my break and we actually had to move our book club to that night so I had something going on so I told a friend I was like I got to reschedule to next week (laughs) but we got on that night and we were like our minds were blown and there was just so much in those 200 pages 
it, he literally catapults you into the next book. Yeah. And now I'm at that point where I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> you know, like we're about to be like, the hardest part is 800 pages um, to, like I said, like 950. But then once you get to 950, yeah. like, you're just ready. But now like we're in a spot with the story where it's like so many characters in book seven are, are meeting each other. And there's so much, this one's been a lot easier to read um, just because now there's like a lot more happening and he yeah, puts sure. in so many cool details like our notes now have been like crazy. It probably usually before it'd be like, you know, 45 minutes and then we just, you know, just talk or whatever. But we've been like book clubbing for an hour and a half and then talking for 30 minutes because um, yeah. there's just so much to do. But yeah, I'd highly recommend anybody in the audience, like find a book club, find a friend, <laughs> you know, help each other out. But they are Definitely get a reading buddy. <laughs> yeah, get a reading buddy. And I would recommend personally, don't do them back to back to back. Cause I think personally for myself, it has ruined my ability to go to other, and cause other books too, that I've been reading, like, you know, like um, Christopher's book, the Hellborn King, that's like 600 pages, like 650 pages. And my wife, she's like, you used to read like these little ones and then big ones. And she's like, you're just been reading these massive books. And, and I'm, I think it's funny cause the 12 books that I've read, you know, it's like, this would be 13, 14 soon, but it's like, the amount of pages I read is probably the same as a normal year, you know, just because yeah. they're so massive. So I told her, I said, next year I'm going after for the Forgotten Realms and Dragonlance again, oh, just to kind of, you know, yeah. up speed again. And I think I need a palate cleanser and I just kind of need to, you know, and some of the indie books, you know, are just really thick, you know, mm -hmm. like never dies great. Cause it's a quick read, but you know, then it flows really well, but some of the other ones I've been reading have been really, really thick. So it's like uh, my friend Crystal Matar. Um, oh, yeah, she, yeah. She, she does obviously uh, Legacy of Brightwash, and uh, I'm about to read that soon. Oh, cool. And I had no idea how big the book was when yeah. it arrived. And I was like, uh, I've just finished the Wheel of Time books, and all these indie books I'm getting are like, you know, 600 to 800, They're maybe massive. even 900 pages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why are you guys recommending these books to me? Yeah. Well, it's like Mark. Mark's book, Blood of the Spears, got to be at least 650. So he sent me a copy. Uh, cause I was, I just had so many issues, uh, yeah. last month. So he was being nice, sent me a signed copy and a, a bookmark that I bought from him. And, uh, for the book, it was, it's my favorite cover. And I, I can't, it's like my, my, we, we write the same style books. So I'm so excited. Yeah. And I, my wife goes, here's another one. <laughs> you know, she's like, you're reading all these books that you could kill someone with, you know, you throw it and it could get a concussion or, or die. They definitely could be murder weapons. But I know. Happen. Right. And that's what uh, Michael R. Fletcher said about legacy of Brightwash. And then there was another one too. Uh, oh, um, you know, ML Spencer's. Uh, Dragon yeah. Yeah. That's massive. Which I also have to read soon. <laughs> yeah, me too. Well, and then you're, um, Oh my gosh. I just saw last night and I totally forgot. You've been browsing my TBR. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you're, you just posted, right. You're reading, um, Lycanius. Oh yeah. Yeah, Lycanius? yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And th those are big too, right? Oh yeah. They're pretty big. I mean, they're a little bit more generous. I see you have smaller. the paper bags. I need to find yeah. the paper bags. I've been holding off because I just, I don't, I'm not a hardcover guy. Um, unless somebody like, you know, like Mark sends me a hardcover, which it's gorgeous. Yeah. So I'm glad he did. But do you, do you ever find like um, that there are some books by authors which, you know, are going to be fantastic and just going to blow it out of the water. Uh, but at the same time, you just put them off. Like this is one of those for me, unfortunately. And All the time. Yep. And I, it, I totally. Yeah. It literally took the community like voting in polls. Yep. I was like, guys, I need you to buckle down. If you think I should read this book, vote for it, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like I like that because. I like to vote for things that I haven't read and then see, 
you know, yeah. how you liked it first. Cause again, I feel like we have similar reading interests. Cause if there's it's, it's a good way to test it. Yeah. 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 Cause I'm like, no offense. I have limited time right now, especially with writing. Mm-hmm. Like I've been, my friend made a good point and he's like, and Mark said too, Timothy, he's like, you've been writing a lot. I'm like, I really have been <laughs> I'm like now I'm editing draft two and I'm just like, you know, I'm trying to read, but yeah. So it's I feel like, like when I do read... sequences where they're just writing fabrics <laughs> of paper, just churning it out. <laughs> yeah. My friend sent me a meme. He goes, this is you. And it's like a kid, like they're writing and they're throwing the paper as they're I, I would pay to see like a video montage of that. <laughs> this isn't good enough. <laughs> well, there were so many nights where my wife was like, are you going to work on draft two? And I was like, Oh, I was like, I'm just going to yeah. like do an outline. And then I would like write, she's how many words you get? I was like 2,500 words in this hour. And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I know. Right. I've gotten a lot quicker, but like now I've held back. So I feel like I will be able to do that. And I'm cheating a little bit because I'm running a D and D campaign every, like we're trying to do two a month and I did a lot of free work. Yeah. So I'm like going to do some writing in that to kind of (laughs) cheat just to get. So are you the master or. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's liked a lot of the stuff I've done so far. I, I put a lot of, you know, different writing. It's in my own set in my own fantasy world. Uh, yeah. So I'm testing. I'm basically just testing out different <laughs> things. And one of these days I'd love to do a, a game manual for my own world. I think. Uh, on you know what? That's a really good way to get audience feedback. Right. Yeah. And everybody was like, I just updated my website. So I got um, Caleb, uh, my Gosens, who's my artist. He uh, um, did a Tyrannel. So it's like an angelic warrior race. Right. Yeah. And they're extinct. But um, it was really cool. Like, so he did it for me and the, my D&D campaign, they're actually in the Capitol Palace that was destroyed by the Dark God in this uh, war called the Sibling War uh, with his sister, the Goddess of Light. And they're literally in the palace. And it just gave me so many cool ideas. And um, I actually had them um, face these race, right? Who, right. if they step on their bones, they'll get attacked. If they don't step on their, so it took them forever to figure it out. But once, you know, they had a non-combative way of figuring it out. And then I had like a, a crystal trap where it's basically like crystal mold and they got attacked by this golem that was um, supplanted by this crystal mold, like these red mold. Yeah. And then I actually have some cool stuff that I can't spoil for anybody, but I can tell you <laughs> privately um, coming from that spot and having some pretty cool pot lines later, but it's been fun, you know, cause I'm like, yeah. Oh, I could actually, you know, take these notes and write things about them later. And it's been great to get feedback on, you know, just the, the different monsters. Cause I do things a little differently. I'm tired of orcs, you know, no offense, <laughs> not just orcs, but like elves, like I do elves in a different way. They're uh, half plant. So I'm like, Oh, they're really in a nature. I'm like, so I'm going to make them half plant, half elves. Uh, so they actually, That's cool. uh, yeah. Right. They I mean, actually have chloroplast in their skin. So they're different types of them, you know, have darker or lighter green skin. Um, some of them are a little bit more plant-like or less, you know, depending on what branch they are, get it branch. Um, but yeah, so I try to do different things and, you know, kind of get your classical sense, but I like when people do something new, but still kind of stick to that, you know, like they still have the same mentality and stuff. They're just bodies are a little different. So it helps with the culture a little bit more. And a lot of people are like, you know, like Tolkien, right. That they're vegetarian. So I'm like, well, why are they vegetarian? Well, they're half plants. So I just kind of, kind of ran with it, but yeah, I definitely. That's like cannibalism. What, what, what could they eat? That's the case. <laughs> well, my friend said, he said that and I go, well, I'm not going to do that. And he was like, 
yeah, it'd be interesting though. I said, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. I said, I'm just going to have them like, so they don't have to eat. Right. Unless like, but they need sunlight and they need a lot of water. Uh, yeah. So I feel like, you know, doing that, you know, cause I, I've always thought. Just, like, just don't make them glitter like a try. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, there was a guy that did like a, a similar alien to that. And oh, I forget. I read years ago, probably about five, six years ago. Yeah. I, liked actually, it. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. And it was really cool because it added a different, you know, complexity to the story. Can you imagine being yeah. an, uh, you know, my style elf and being in the underdark? Like, <laughs> how do you, you know, like, how do you do that? You know? So there was a couple of things like that, you know, with the races and stuff that I did that were different. And, you know, they, I agree. I you like know, love, like, it's, it. it's something you want to do. And, you know, even in my writing, I started out just writing like a human earth and I was like, oh, this is actually really boring. So <laughs> I introduced like a few species more to the planets. And yeah, you know, I wanted to completely do like a twist on, uh, say, like trolls. I, I didn't want them to be this really big, ugly creature. So I kept the size thing. I was like, okay, you can be like Amazons. Like, uh, you know, cool. you're actually going to be extremely attractive <laughs> and everyone's going to be quite envious of that. It's, it's small things like that, I think, which normally set apart books quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's something I'm constantly looking out for. It's like that little bit of innovation. I, I love yeah. tropes when they're done yeah. right, you know, and you can have like an orc or an elf and still follow all the sort of casual demeanors which they normally have. Yeah, but, if there's something which makes it stand apart yeah i'm a sucker for that every time yeah and i i think you know they say you know write what you want to read and i like the yeah. innovative stuff and you know like erickson's got a lot of really cool you know different races where you're like this is kind of <laughs> like an orc but then this one's like an orc and you know i i actually have really enjoyed his different species like the tobloki mm. are really cool right the giants they absorb magic and you know, it's just, there's a lot of really cool things there. And I'm like, I really enjoy reading that. So I tend yeah. now to, you know, like I had used to have stories where I'm like, oh, it's all humans. And I'm like, but do I really want to do that? And lately I've been like in my current draft, I didn't mention any of these other races because I was trying to solidify the races, uh, yeah, which yeah. now I've done. And, you know, I'm like, well, I'll start to throw in instead of this barkeep being a human, he's a, a so-and-so, you know, like I got these elephant people from a far off land and i thought well that's a cooler thing because you probably that's have really to cool. yeah you know like you probably have to make the you know the um the bar bigger right because he's mm -hmm. like eight feet tall you know and he's really wide uh so i just wanted to add little things like that because i think that you know that makes it more fun for me and i feel like readers yeah. have a lot more fun with it so you know if, if, if you had like a con a carnivore like character and that too yeah they're, they're like forced to eat cucumber and celery yeah. in a restaurant yeah no yeah, you want to yeah. see their reaction is it yeah, yeah little twists like that i just absolutely love yeah i got like Any gorilla people i got like you know yes. like i love the paint i got i call them pandum they're like the pandas <laughs> you know so i got uh kung fu panda in there but i and i was <laughs> able to do a lot of different things thinking of you know like how do these animals act and how would they act if they were more human like uh yeah. you know, or like hybrid and I was able to do a lot like the monkey King, right. He's one of my favorite characters of all time. And oh, yeah. I, you know, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I want there to be, you know, so they're really acrobatic. So they make great thieves. They make great, you know, uh, monks, there's this and that. And, you know, it's just funny. Like I like elephants, right. So I call them elephant -tidum. So they have a great yeah. sense of protecting. Right. So I have them being really good guards or bodyguards yeah, or sure. they're very loyal, you know, like, so I tried doing different things like that and 
I found that I like it. Yeah. I like it when people do it in their writing. Um, yeah. Cause you would just think of all the potential scenarios. Yeah. And like Joe Lalo is one where he's got like, you know, different beings like that. And he's got like a, like a Fox, like human hybrid, right. Yeah. In his fantasy. And that the character is so cool to me. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I just like that, you know? So yeah. I like reading it. So I was like, I'm going to start writing that more. So this I just something I want to find in more fantasy books. Right. Yeah. Looking at my range. I definitely need to improve on. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, like that's why I like wheel of time. Like Lo- loyal is one of the coolest characters I think of yes. all time. And he's not human. Right. And that reading about his culture and those times, you know, where he acts differently because of this or that to me, like that's so interesting and no offense yeah. to me. I find that, like, I love where he gets enraged, right? And I just love how Jordan, you know, propels that. And it's like mm. book five, right? Where, I don't want to spoil anything, but book five, there's stuff happens, right? And he just goes to town. and Defending that, a place. Yeah, he's defending <laughs> a place and the people there and how loyal he is. And my friend is like, oh, loyal, loyal. Isn't that funny? And I'm like, <laughs> I see what you did there, Robert. But yeah, I just, I think those kind of things are, are far more interesting. So mm. I've been talking to Mark about that, about, you know, and my gaming group um, or my buddy. So they're like, yeah, we really like this. So I'm like, well, if you like it, I'm like, people are going to like it in a book. So, and they're definitely like yeah. my target audience. Like we specifically like invited certain people to be, you know, the Forgotten Realms, the Dragonlands, the yeah, sure. D&D, the Pathfinder crew, you know, and we want to, because those are the kind of books I want to write. So it's definitely been really helpful. So I'd highly recommend for yeah. people if you're thinking about doing it. Yeah, do it that way. Even like a couple of mini games or something like that, you know, in your own world would definitely be, like I said, I want to do a game book yeah. so bad. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think that's why I fell in love with Terry Pratchett from a young age as well. Yeah. Because he's just so out of the box. And yeah, there's there's all those tropish characters. So you have your riches, you have your wizards, you have trolls, you have vampires. But at the same time, he just does it in a way which works. Yeah. And it's exactly that. You write what you want to. Yeah. And then you can polish up afterwards. Yep. You know, so as long as you refine it and just make sure you deliver something which you firmly believe is going to land, it probably will. Yeah. Yeah. What's well, like, like No, yeah. That's like for the game, I had to decide, like, I had to make decisions. That's the biggest yeah. thing. It's like, I was like, I'm if I'm gonna enter these characters into my draft too, I'm like or these species or whatever, or these countries, I'm like, I have to make a decision. So within like two weeks, I had to make a decision for my world map. Finally, name of all the countries uh, for the two continents. I have some others that will come to later in different species. Mm-hmm. So I left it room to add on and different things. And I added some history. So the two continents have just within the last two decades have discovered each other. So I got some new world stuff going on. Um, I got two different empires that will eventually kind of like Robert Jordan, like have to come together in a, you know, climax or whatever. Um, yeah. I have some other empires that are fighting each other on the continents. So I, I moved some things around and I was like, yeah, this makes more sense. And the world building like pieces fit better for the puzzle and yeah. different species and stuff definitely helped. It definitely allowed me to, you know, write different things. I always loved that concept of the minds of Moria and, you know, like discovering yes. that evil. So I have that in my pandem country uh, with the panda warriors. Like they, you know, there was something there. It's like an ancient evil. So I already, you know, like leave little threads and I'm like, how cool of a book would that be? You know, and 
uh, I had different races where I'm like, um, I have this really cool book about like a diplomat that I started uh, and I want to go back to, it's like a, like a Panther man, uh, where I came up with such a cool culture for them and with their, like, their tribes and everything. And, um, came up with such cool character ideas that I think people yeah. are going to love. And then there's like a human diplomat, which is basically like, he's like Chinese essentially. And, um, he's like a mix between like a Chinese warrior and a samurai. And then I got like a Western paladin, like coming in fiery redhead. And then I got these two, just like Timon and Pumbaa, unlike <laughs> warriors, you know, like, and they like, don't really care about anything. And then they find these people that they care about. And essentially like they get dropped into this like crazy circumstance and I like, have to figure it out together. And it's such a conglomerate, but it was cool because doing this yeah. for the game helped me figure out that book and that outline. And I went back in that outline. I was like, Holy crap. Like I probably yeah. 5,000 words within, you know, a couple hours and, you know, mm -hmm. got about halfway through it. And I was like, this is so much better. And then I came up with a, another idea for these Griffin writers that I wanted to do. And I've always loved that concept. And I had to figure out like how to change it where it made sense. So I'm really excited yeah. once I get done with this book to start, you know, finish that outline and to start that one because people will absolutely love it. And, but it's like, if I hadn't done the, decide to do the game, you know, and had those two weeks to make decisions, I could, you know, I might not be done <laughs> with draft one of my book, you know, and, so D&D &D is just really fun. In terms it is, of, right? Yeah. Like yeah. inspiring creativity. It's only something I've started recently. I don't know if you've seen like oh, cool. my, my third session coming up. Oh, um, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, your, your imagination just runs wild. And right? Yeah. If, if you are suffering from, I, I don't want to say writer's block because that, that's not fair, but a lot of people just typically get a little bit burnt out with writing. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. reach that one scene and you don't want to go further with it until you've you know completely finished that one yeah. part um yeah that really can give you that boost starter which you need to oh yeah it out. no I, I totally agree yeah, like, no. it's the same with like world building <laughs> yeah you know it starts off really small like i said it might start off with humans and i was like okay i get need to get all these species and i was like oh god i've just built a planet <laughs> <laughs> and now I need to figure out what else is in this universe. <laughs> yeah. Before I knew it, you know, I had this great concept. It's all written down, but it definitely took a little while to get there. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. But never hold back on ideas. Don't, you know, let your imagination have any limitations. Yeah. I do want to reference the Wizards, Warriors, and Words um, two part episode. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago. Season two, guys, um, go in and check out with Brian Stabley, actually. Um, and they talked about world building. Um, both episodes are phenomenal. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned the planet thing. Cause once you're on a planet, like me, I'm like, had a planet was started small, then had a planet. Then I'm like, well, I have a universe. Then I have other things that are going to happen later. And so I kind of want to do like a half sci-fi half fantasy thing where like you go to different cool. planets, but it's fantasy yeah. kind of like world of Warcraft or, uh, you know, uh, magic, the gathering. But Just like yeah. a Final Fantasy video game, yeah. Exactly. No, yeah, seriously. And they do yeah. such a good job talking. Brian does a great job talking about, you know, uh, you know his his trilogy and uh, making even like a city. And Rob J. Hayes, uh, you know, Michael R. Fletcher, all those guys, you know, Jed Hearn, Turkash, and they do a great job with world building. And they had just some great things pop up. So I'd recommend it to you and I'd recommend it to our audience. The Yeah, I think it was like episodes like 33 and 34 you'll see him right on there with brian stavely it's only uh, two nice. times he's been on there 
super super good highly highly recommend it it's like i know we're on my way dog yeah right i know we're running out of time for the the spotify cutoff uh we have some great <laughs> stuff that's again like sundays just must be the day man like people rest and just have great things to say we, we, we've just had our coffee and we, we, we know exactly what we want to talk about it's <laughs> so fair I, I think we did one question so that's a good start <laughs> yeah that's okay well but i feel like you know we talked a lot about recommendations you yeah, know yeah, we sure. talked a, i mean so i try to do that you know like guideline questions and yeah. No offense to anybody, but if we don't hit them, we're not going to hit them. But I feel like we had a lot of really good points. And like mm. I said earlier, I don't like to stop magic when it's happening. And <laughs> we got a lot of stuff that I didn't even think of for questions. So that's awesome. Uh, I guess really want to end with those last two. Uh, what is your advice for people that want to start reviewing books or, you know, like either on Twitter or doing their own book too? I mean, the, the main thing for me is one, put yourself out of your comfort zone because you know, cool. jumping in front of a camera is something i never thought i'd do you know i study television production so i've always oh, cool. worked behind the camera but never in front um and you see learn, and very quickly after every video you're gonna make mistakes so just accept that if you know i watched my first youtube video that i put up which is what 11 videos ago and i hate it <laughs> but at the same time you, you look at it and go oh my god i can see how far i've come along even since then i've learned this lesson about that i learned you know to cut more breathing and actually just relax myself a little bit more in front of the camera, not to spill too fast, pronounce <laughs> things correctly. You have this endless list. I kid you not. And I think you even saw like, I had a bad moment on Twitter, didn't I? Where I, I thought I completely messed up an edit. Oh yeah, yeah. I spent like and a there. week and a half like pining about it and moaning about it, but then I figured out how to fix it. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, it's it's not the end of the world. You know. Again, Rome wasn't built in a day. And it's the same thing with reviewing as well. Just start shouting out and, you know, posting things on Goodreads. That's still what I do. I haven't got a website yet. I will eventually. Um, but yeah, shout out into the void and keep finding people with similar tastes to you. You know, we clicked and immediately we started giving the following, sharing each other's stuff. And that's how it works. People will want to support you if they understand you. I mean, that's all really good advice, personally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you heard it here first, folks. All right. Uh, and like I said, for that last one, yeah. uh, Ben, is there any, you know, any news, events, promos, anything like that you have coming up? Any uh, new reviews, especially that are uh, on the horizon in the next couple of weeks? Yeah. So um, I will be dropping uh, Rob J. Hayes' uh, latest book, Spirits of Vengeance. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, so excited for that one. So that, that's coming out in the video. Um, Awesome. He sent me the arc and I, I, I'm notoriously bad at reading digital arcs. It just, it's, it's not like we know on paper, but the book's coming in now. Oh, so I'm, I finished that off. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So I'll get some time for that. Um, but the big event for me is uh, Indie August went really well. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw there. you were crushing it, man. That was that, awesome. That, that I just did not expect to take off. Again, this is what I'm on about. Just shout into the void. Yeah. And some, some people might, like what you're talking about and they'll comment and go oh join in too and that went so well i'm dedicating another month solely to reading only female authors because oh, i've interacted cool. with so many cool um female readers and writers on twitter so i, I just want to dedicate a month to it i'm gonna have some interviews it's called february she wrote so we, oh, we've got a little while cool. yet um but yeah i am Dead I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in on that action actually because yeah. i just said the other day i'm like you know i need more I feel like I, I, I said to my wife, I was like, 
we need more female authors on here. Just, you know, I so said, we always <laughs> have the guys. I'm like, and we, I just want our audience to know we do have a lot of, you know, female authors coming or, you know, just, just not the guys. So it's not a boys club. So <laughs> it just happened with schedule that, you know, a lot of, you know, these other authors decided to do later. Uh, so we have a lot of different people coming. So I just want to, you know, yeah, forward no. everybody, but that's actually a really good idea. I think what I'll do is I'll set February aside. Yeah. Just for, for Please those do. that'd be great fun. Yeah. That's cool. Cause we could play off each other and try and, you know, get a lot of them, you know, more recognized. So I feel like sometimes... I've definitely got four authors lined up for interviews. Oh, that's for it. Cool. Um, I'm not reading their books for the for February. I'll probably read them yeah. prior. But man, my my year next year, I think 50% of the books I'm reading are females, which is awesome. Oh, cool. It's it's just yeah. Every year, I just kind of want to learn more about a specific part of. Oh no, totally, yeah. And I feel yeah. like they they write far different than we do. And I have really the last like four or five years, um, you yeah. know definitely read more books by you know just time guy authors because i feel like we we all have the same really very similar way of seeing things and character development and yeah. just things and yeah definitely to get into that headspace more i think especially for female characters because you know how it is right like some people are so chauvinistic towards how they write female characters <laughs> and yeah definitely trying to expand the horizon we're not speaking about any particular characters in fantasy though at all are we <laughs> yeah no not at all not at all <laughs> that's funny uh something resonating right. with me <laughs> yeah i know right i'll definitely message you a couple that i'm thinking of <laughs> or a couple <laughs> authors all right well ben thank you so much for coming on you know we want to thank you for tuning in uh our audience here the fantasy and sci-fi fanatics podcast uh again thank you can so find much. yeah you can find our videos uh on youtube twitter facebook and the audio just got spotify to work last night i'm just waiting yes. on confirmation uh and then ben like i said just uh you know Send me any uh, of your, you know, YouTube links, your channel, and then we, you know, we will put them in this description and share them the next couple of weeks here, um, especially once we uh, post everything. Uh, our audience, feel free to reach us at Scholars of Uma, that's U-M-A at gmail.com. Go right to the Twitter, um, uh, author Dana Kubal, and find that email right in my profile description. Uh, let us know who you'd like to see on the podcast next, any questions you want to ask future guests. Feel free to send us videos, pictures, uh, fantasy and sci-fi related. I did just update the website. So if you go to www.danielkubal.com, you can find this podcast uploaded there uh, and a bunch of other cool things too. Um, we're actually going to uh, try and start here. Um, so by the time this podcast is on, Ben, we'll actually have um, a little guest spot uh, for the website. Ooh, so. Hello, yeah, so you have to send me a picture and uh, anything you want on there, and we'll put the links there as well as the YouTube. So Sounds great. Awesome. Well, Ben, I look forward to talking. I'm sure we'll talk later today on Twitter about some book yeah, or another. Definitely. Oh. <laughs> it's always fun hanging out. <laughs> amen, amen. So, uh, yeah, let me know if you you know want to come back in the future, if there, you know, especially for February, I think that, or before February. Yeah. It'd be really great to kind of get on there and you know talk a little bit more about that and kind of promo that. So we'll definitely have yeah, to awesome. meet up before then. But again, yeah, maybe if we talk about our lineups, it'd be great laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be really cool yeah. too. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, Ben. Well, I hope you have a great rest of the day and happy reading today. And I will talk to you yeah. later on Twitter, my friend. Thank you very much, Daniel. Catch you soon. Yep, you too. Bye. Cheers.